Improve it, peeps. Welcome to the show. This show, thinking about writing a book, Success Secrets from my publisher and editor, is going to blow your mind. So this month on the show, we are talking about radical empathy. And this is a topic I talk all about in the new book coming out. I see you, a leader's guide to energizing your team through radical empathy. You've heard me talk about it 800 times on this show. You're probably sick of hearing about it. I'm almost done, except I'm not. Um, I wanted to take today's show and do a deep dive with you, not only on this concept of radical empathy, but this concept of publisher, editor, author relationship, because you have to have empathy in that type of relationship. And this episode is coming out the week before the publication date. We are we are going live. We are riding on February 20th. So depending on whether you're listening in real time or you're catching up, you can either pre-order or order a copy of ICU today. And the link to that is in the show notes. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the things. But perhaps you clicked play today because you are a dreamer who dreams about writing a book, or you're a leader who has many stories to tell, or you're a creative person who knows that you have a story inside of you, but you're just not sure how to formulate it quite yet. Or perhaps you're a human being who has an idea that you know you can shape the world with, but you just haven't figured out how to lay it all out. If this sounds like you, I want you to get out a pen and paper because today is going to blow your mind. Today, we're talking all about the writing process. And again, we are talking with my very own editor from Greenleaf Publishing, Tess Newton. Now, Tess and I were paired together by my project manager, Brian. Let's give a quick shout out to Brian. And it was an absolute match made in heaven. You'll hear Tess talk about that. Not only did Tess see my vision for this book, she saw me every aspect of who I was and how I wanted this book to look and feel, but more importantly, how I wanted to make you, the reader, feel while reading it. Now, let me say before we get into the interview that I have never, never written a book before. I had no idea how to write a book until last year. I took a course from Gabby Bernstein called the Bestseller Masterclass, and it gave me the structure I needed to get started. I learned everything along the way. And let me tell you, there is so much to learn when it comes to writing and publishing a book. So for those of you interested in this topic or have a friend interested in this topic, get your pen and paper ready because we're going to do a masterclass of our own. Let's get to improving it with my editor, Tess Newton. Tess Newton. (laughs) Hello, Miss Lady. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Improve It podcast. No, thank you so much for having me. Is this the first podcast you've ever been on? Yes, I have never podcasted before. I've listened to a lot of them. Not been on. And one. now look at you now. 
Look at you now. Welcome. Now. Well, I'm so happy you're here. And I know our improvement peeps are going to be happy that you're here. So I always like to start the show with an intention. So what's one word that you want to give yourself, our audience? What's one word that you'd like to give people today? Erin, that's mean, asking a word nerd like me to just pick one word. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. And I know you, I love that you're a word nerd. I want to use that. Love that. It's a good word. Yeah. Um, let's go way back in high school biology and pull out mutualism. That's where the one or two different animals are in a relationship that benefits one another. So like the bird on the rhino that eats bugs so the bird gets a free meal but the rhino gets a free spa day um you know i think that's a great way to sum up what an author editor relationship is like is you know we can't exist without each other and we're just there to make sure the other one is functioning and doing as well as we can and you know i think that's just a great mindset to have you know and looking at all of our relationships. How is what I'm doing? How can I make that beneficial to everyone else around me? So yeah. Wow. Mutual. I'm going to say this and I made it with my whole heart. You have a way with words. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like mutualism. And then you went through the whole storyline test. That might be my favorite (laughs) answer to date. Wow. To date. All right. Okay. So I love that. And, and that just like, bleeds into the theme of this month's show, Radical Empathy. You know about it. You edited a book about it. I wrote a book about it. <laughs> what What does it mean to you? What do those two words mean to you? Radical Empathy. Like I think you say it best. You go into one chapter, um, the intro, it's you, you take the metaphor of walking in someone's shoes a little bit further of, you know, walk in it, get a blister, you know, really feel what the other person would feel in this scenario and, you know, leave your mindset, your ideas, your prerogatives out of there and just fully immerse yourself into what what is this person going through and how, you know, how does that impact their situation, our situation, and what can I do to make that better? Um, so, yes. yeah, I think I stole your words there to, to write that definition. You yes ended it. Okay. I'll give that to you. Indeed. It's, it's so <laughs> funny having you here because as we're recording this, it has not been released yet so and even when this airs it will still be a week till the launch and it's such a funny relationship because you and i've never met in real life but i feel like no i trust you with like you're you're like a nanny to my book you're like in charge of my baby you know and i oh i'm so glad you feel that way because i know it's super it's super intimidating to, you know, you put your heart and soul into something like that, a book that you wrote, and then just like passing it on to someone and be like, okay, tear it apart. Tell me everything I did wrong. And so I'm so glad you feel comfortable in that we, we handled that well. And you feel happy with the feedback we gave you. Oh my God. I, I did not know what to expect. And 
And just, I want to take two steps back because I want to, I personally want to know the answer to this, but I'm sure other people want to know what brought you to editing here? What, what brought you to Greenleaf? How did you get here? And then I'll tell everybody how our relationship worked, how we, we came to be, but how, how did you get to this point? I think it's kind of funny that the two of us got paired because Honestly, it is empathy. Like, I think empathy is the most important characteristic a person can have. All the most positive influence I've had on my life are from people that are just incredibly empathetic. And so I think that is what brought me to books and editing and writing in the first place, um, is how empathetic they are. And there's something magical that happens when you open a book and you read Um, You're taking a moment to step out of yourself and go into the mindset, the idea, the perspective, the lived experiences of a different person, whether that's, you know, a a character in a novel or something like in ICU where we're learning all about what makes Aaron Deal, Aaron Deal. And so I think reading is a fabulous way to build empathy in others and really build up that muscle because empathy is a muscle, I think. Um, so I feel so privileged and so happy to be a part of something that's contributing that to the world and creating more books to be out there to start, you know, getting people to think, oh, maybe the way I think of things isn't exactly how this person would approach it or, you know, and how does that affect how we all live in this world and how can we make it better? So, yeah. It's funny, and I'm so glad I got to work on this project with you, which is all about radical empathy. So it was it was a great partnership, I think. Yes. Was this always your, I mean, this was your why. This has been your why forever. And yes. then we literally got mm-hmm. paired together. So process works where you submit a proposal. Greenleaf is a hybrid publishing company. Yes. I don't want to get into that in a minute, but you have to still submit a proposal submit that proposal it has to be reviewed you have to it's a mutual partnership both people have to agree and I want to talk about what that looks like in a little bit too then I was assigned a project manager who assigned you and I together Mm -hmm. which I truly (laughs) like I'm just going to request that you're my editor on every project I ever do moving forward okay I just say that out loud now really Every project, Tess Newton and Aaron Deal. Okay. Um, but truly, it was such a magical pairing. And I think empathy, I can't imagine having anyone else. Obviously, this was my experience and my journey, but you really understood the tone of the book and what we were trying to get across. And you just helped bring it to life in such a magical way. So thank you for that because. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. And I and that's something I thought about too, because as an editor, I'm sure there are times when you're like, I would have said it this way, or I would have, you know, but how do you how do you preserve the author's tone as you drive a project forward? Yeah. So that is a big consideration we take into when going into a project. Um, And it all starts with communicating with the author first. And this is why, you know, working with you was great because you were very upfront. Here is my vision for the book. Here is the tone I want. I want to keep all this. 
And so having that mindset, knowing what you're going for when we, you know, start looking at the manuscript is super key to be able to edit it and get it ready for publication in a way that both us as the publisher will be happy as well as you as the author. And so, and then with that, that guides, you know, how we go about making our edits, what we recommend, what we don't recommend. And then we send that over to you. And then that's another great part of the editor author relationship is making sure you have the room, the comfortability to say, you know, I hear your recommendation. I see what you're going for here, but really I think, you know, this kind of takes away from what I'm going for. And so it's great when our authors are communicative like that and let us know with good feedback, Hey, let's back off on the edits here. So you did that wonderfully. And that's why I think the the mojo flowed the whole time throughout this project. It was so fun. Like I actually, I got to tell you, so the first, cause, and, and I'll just set it up for everybody too. So you're, you're like the editor at large, right? Like you're like mm-hmm. overseeing this project. And then we had right. Nathan, mm-hmm. right? Nate. Okay. Nathan, Nathan true. true. And then we had the second editor. Um, oh, who was the I forget. I forget, but we had a second editor. Know, she was awesome. It was a woman and she was lovely. And then we had a final edit which was the cop, like essentially like we did two more copyright edits, right? So you're just like making sure grammar is correct. But the first two, um, I just remember getting, and you're overseeing that throughout the entire process. I remember getting Nathan's edits back. My stomach Mm -hmm. dropped before I opened the document, but I was so, so gracious in how he delivered feedback to me. And I was, he understood that humor was a big part and he added his own jokes. Some of Nathan's jokes are in there. I'm not going to lie. And um, it, it was, it was really fun. And it was, it was a, like a yes. And as we say in improv, it wasn't taking away. It was adding so much value to the project. And I think that as an editor is a, a fine line. I'm sure to continually. Try to oh, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Y'all just rock. so glad. It's always so great to hear feedback like that. Like, you know, what y'all were doing worked and this was great. And we've made an even better book than what it was before. Yeah. I mean, truly, I would, there it is when I hold it, it has energy. It has like this vibe to it. And obviously, energy you, it's set through this through line. You're taking this energy you curriculum, but you just, I just feel it. I just feel it when I hold the physical copy and that was crazy. So, okay, for somebody listening, because I know our Improvement Peeps, we got a lot of creative leaders out there who probably have a book in their minds that they need to get onto paper. What would you say editors, publishing companies look for when it comes to a proposal? Because you have to have, as an author, a concept. You have to have an idea and you formulate that into a proposal, what are you, what would you say some of the major components of a compelling proposal would be? So first and foremost, we want to know that you're, you have the, the idea of any book we want that has a strong message is you, there is a problem your audience has you have a solution for that problem 
and you are the right person to provide that solution. So if you can provide those three keys, then that's great. Another point is if you have an audience already defined and if, if you have a key, you know, um, access to that audience, then that's great. Um, if not, then we can work on building that audience and making sure you know how to get them, how to reach them. But if you already have that built in, that is a, that is a great point for your, uh, publishers to look at, to know, and that'll make you a really attractive candidate. Um, so just having a good idea of your audience, what your message is, making sure those themes run through the book, or if you don't even have the draft written, that you have a good idea of what that message is and how to get it out, then those are the key elements of what we're looking for. And then especially with a hybrid publisher like Greenleaf, we want to know that you're going to be collaborative, just like you were, Aaron, and you know, working through with us at every stage, being giving us feedback on our edits. You know, this isn't a light commitment. There's a lot that goes into publishing a book that you wouldn't really think about. So, you know, in, in addition to like actually working on the edits, you know, if you have images in there, we have to get those on time. We have to work on a title and a cover design. And so there are a bunch of moving pieces. So knowing that you're, you'll be committed to it and, um, making sure you hit those deadlines because we can't do what we need to do without you doing it. So just being ready and having, you know, some awareness of what will go into the publishing of a book. Um, but I'd say those are the big elements of what makes certain candidates more attractive than others. Yeah. And this is something, and I love that because I know, let me just, let me just answer what you just said, because I'm, I'm jumping five steps ahead because I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking about just the proposal piece, a lot of people get really caught up, I think, in thinking they have to have a full manuscript created. And you really don't. You just need a proof of concept in that proposal phase. And I remember when I came to Greenleaf, I had, I had been out trying to find a lit agent. I had been marketing this proposal around for probably a month and I was probably six chapters into the book. And one thing I thought was really cool when I met with Justin, he was like, just finish it. You're almost halfway. You're like at a great place. He was like, just finish it. We'll see what you got and we'll see what edits need to happen from there. And I think that actually worked really well for me personally Good. because mm -hmm. I had that creative freedom to just throw it out on the page, do that really crappy, shitty first draft, and then have mm -hmm. y'all come and help me, you know, clean it up. Hey friends, allow me a minute to share an amazing show to add into your podcast rotation this year. Are you ready to improve your work-life wellness and thrive in your career? My friend, Dr. Laura, not to be mixed up with the one who gave advice on the radio for decades, brings her passion and expertise as an organizational psychologist to catapult you to success through her Where Work Meets Life podcast, which airs every second Tuesday. Dr. Laura interviews global experts and shares her own expertise on how people and organizations can thrive. It's useful for individuals as well as leaders, and this podcast is full of wisdom and timely advice. Don't miss out. You can find the link to Where Work Meets Life in the show notes. Subscribe now, and let's transform our careers and work lives together. Listen to Dr. Laura's highly engaging podcast on Apple, Spotify, or drlaura.live. One thing I want to make sure 
the Improve It Peeps know is about hybrid publishing because hybrid publishing is a hybrid of traditional publishing as well as self-publishing. We're losing Tess. Tess is down, but she's back. She's back. So what can you define? Sorry, I had some technical difficulties. You know what? We're, we're going to keep it in because that's how we roll around here, Tess. It's the real deal, okay? <laughs> Life happens. Tech problems happen. So what what is what would you say differentiates hybrid publishing and specifically Greenleaf? Because I love working with everyone on this team. It is such an incredible team from, you know, Justin, who brought me in the door to Brian, our project manager, to you and the editing team, to the marketing team, to the distribution team. Like it's a full squad and I'm here for it. So tell, tell everyone what hybrid publishing is if you're not familiar. Right. So there's a lot of publishing options out there in the world. And, you know, in the past couple decades, we've seen a lot of change in the publishing industry. So I'll give some brief or some broad definitions of the different types of publishing and how hybrid really plays a role in there. But so you first have the option of traditional publishing, and that's what you'd think of uh, when you think of a publishing house. And that's where you have your manuscript written, you go through a literary agent, and the agent starts advocating to different publishers, hey, I have this great manuscript, will you take it? And then a publisher will say, yeah, I'll take it. And then they offer that author in advance for the rights of the book. And then the author and publisher go off and work on um, getting it out there. So this does have the pros of giving you the the expertise and the credibility of a, a professional team working on your book. But there are some downsides that you're... Um, because the publisher is the one that's taking on that investment risk on the book, you're giving away the rights, the intellectual rights to the book, and you have a bit less creative control over the decisions that are made that go into it. Um, and then also once that book is out there being sold, you don't get royalties on the actual sales until that initial advance is paid off. And then at that point, you're percentage of royalties are pretty small. So then on the other, completely other end of the spectrum of publishing, you have self-publishing, and that's where the author has complete control over every step. You get to say how much editorial, design work, printing goes into it. So you have full control. You keep all the rights. You get all the royalties of your sales, but you do have you know, you don't have the high quality and credibility that comes with uh, partnering with a publisher. And then you're also limited um, in your distribution. You don't have the connections to resellers and wholesalers like traditional publishers do. So hybrid sits, as, as it sounds like, it sits a little bit in the middle. So you get the uh, some of the benefits of traditional and self-publishing. And how it works is the author will sign on for high-quality recommended um, publishing services. And they pay for that up front. And then in return, the author gets the, the expertise of a publishing group to really uh, help with the production of the book and then the selling of the book as well as the distribution. So we have the same contacts, the same reach um, as a traditional publisher would to be able to get you into bookstores, things like that. Um, but you also get to keep the creative uh, control over the decisions made going into it. 
you also get to keep the intellectual rights over the, the content itself. So that's a big plus. Um, Greenleaf is a little different than most uh, hybrid publishers because we have that uh, distribution muscle within our company itself. Um, a lot of hybrid publishers don't do that and kind of outsource the distribution, but we have that in-house. And then we also offer a lot more editorial services. So like we've been saying, you can come to us with just a proposal not even written a word of the actual manuscript itself, and we can help you get the right editorial expertise at that stage to get started writing your book. Yeah, it is. I was introduced to Greenleaf through another guest on this show, Judy Holler, who people love. She is the guest favorite, dear friend. And for me, I was going the traditional publishing route at first. I was looking for a literary agent, with that in particular, they really look for in a traditional publishing world, a giant platform, a mm-hmm. giant mm-hmm. platform. Like that's even sometimes more important than the actual book itself. And we have a great community here, but I don't have 500,000 Instagram followers. And so I wasn't getting a lot of attention. And when I talked to Judy about the difference in the hybrid and this in traditional, she was like, there as a keynote speaker, there's no way I would never do anything other than hybrid. And and maybe she will down the road. I don't know. But she, at that point, she was like, I, you know, for me, it was the best choice. And for me personally, it has been the best decision. I've created so much material around this content because I own the rights, but I have the best team to help support that and guide me and like the decision alone for the cover test. Okay. (laughs) I try to pull you into that because it was so hard. You're like putting a face on your baby, you know, it's like (laughs) out your child. And, um, I know in a traditional publishing sense, you only get a few options and you just have to go with it. And I was able to be super specific and we landed on a brilliant cover that I love so much. And I was able to work with a team of people who really love the project and want to guide it and keep my voice in there. So I'm, it's been such a wonderful journey. And I, I wanted to share that specifically with our Improve It peeps because there is still some element of, of working with a hybrid publisher. You do have to submit a proposal. Not all proposals get chosen. And you mentioned what that looks like when you're looking for proposals, what you're looking for. So we know that. What can people expect when it comes to challenges working through the editorial process? Is there, like, if there's somebody listening to the show and they have this budding idea, but they're so nervous about the feedback, because I am a recovering people pleaser. I was nervous about the feedback, but then it was fun. It was collaborative. What can, what are some of the things that they can expect when it comes to challenges they might face? That's a big one is being open to our feedback. And that's just something to keep in mind. We're not here to criticize your writing or make fun of you, or we're not laughing behind our backs. Like, you know, her grammar was so awful. Oh my gosh. No, not at all. We all know grammar is like a very tricky beast that, you know, the most people don't love. Um, so that's totally understandable. And we're not here to poke fun at you. We're supposed to be here 
we're acting as advocates for the reader. And so we're giving fresh eyes on the book saying, okay, here is where I think you're, you're going to lose your reader. They're going to get bored or they're going to be confused. And so that's just where we're coming from. So just having that mindset, when you look at those edits, that's a great, you know, a way to look at things. And we're not here to, you know, just pick apart your book. So that is a big one is being welcoming and receptive to those edits. But, you know, our editors are all lovely people and they, we want you to do well because we can't do well without you. So that's the big one. Um, understanding a lot of the nuances of the, the whole, really the whole publishing process. Cause it is a big, it's, it's a big deal. There's a lot of information we throw at you right at the beginning but the editorial process is normally a lot longer and much more involved than a lot of authors initially think. Like Erin mentioned earlier, we went through, what, four editorial stages for your book. So that uh, consisted of a substantive edit where we were doing some rearranging, some, you know, rewording, a copy edit that was looking at, you know, making sure style is right, wording is right, all that is good to go. And then a, a proofread, which is, you know, making sure everything's technically good, our punctuation, our grammar, our spelling. And then after that, another proofread to make sure, you know, nothing else slipped through the, the uh, other processes and that nothing came up during the design process. So that that's another one I think that a lot of authors are surprised and maybe, you know, kind of feel overwhelmed about is just how much goes into it. And it's, it's a lot of back and forth between editor and author. So it can be a little overwhelming, but those I think are the biggest issues. Um, and just if you know, or you're aware and, you know, we're, we're here to be your friend and we're here to uh, advocate for you throughout the whole process. That's what an editor is here to do. So. Yes. I, I can I can attest to Tess being <laughs> an advocate. You were such a cheerleader and such a champion. And I, I will give so many kudos to the Greenleaf team because there is so much information at first. And there's so many different, you know, you've got the editing phase, but then you've also got people pulling you in on design and you've got people pulling you in on distribution and people pulling you in on marketing. So just if you know, go into it knowing that you're going to have to stay on top of deadlines and timelines, which y'all are so good about, um, you can really, you can create something. And when you physically hold that thing in your hand, all the, all the timelines go out the window. You're like, this was awesome. Uh, it, it is such, it is such a journey. And I will say the process one thing for uh, traditional publishing is they usually take like two years to publish, right? Books mm -hmm. usually take two years. This was about a year long progress or process, I will say. So I think I signed an agreement with Greenleaf in early May of 2023. And we have a book in yeah. February of 2024. Mm -hmm. So that was also a huge perk. And it's everyone is working against these timelines. They're excited. Um, I love the support and also just the reliability of everyone. So just kudos to Greenleaf all the way around. Thank you. Oh my God, you should. Now, okay, you should feel good. Would you say if there's somebody listening to today's show and we've gotten this far and there's one piece of advice that you 
just can't leave here today without giving, what would that advice be to an aspiring author listening to today's show? Don't feel discouraged. If you think, you know, I'm not a good writer, I don't know grammar, I don't know spelling, I'm dyslexic or whatever it might be, don't let that stop you. If you have a good idea for a book, if you have, if your audience has a problem and you have the solution and then you're the right person to write the book and you can get any kind of editorial help at any kind of level, every, everything you can imagine is out there in the world. Uh, people there are there to help you get that out and in the best form possible. So whatever, even if you don't like writing, you can hire a ghostwriter, you know, that option is there for you. So don't let your dislike of writing or editing or nervousness about, you know, sharing your writing with someone else stop you from not putting that book out there. I love that. And I will say this, and I didn't realize it, you know, well, I got married in 2013 and you don't know until you need to know something about all the things you need to know. And so when I got married, I was like, wow, the wedding industry is huge. Who knew (laughs) that there was this much in the wedding industry? And then when I started researching how to write a book, I was like, holy crap, the publishing industry is crazy. Who do? And so it's just, it's finding out the facts and understanding all the nuances. And I, I also want to just dig in a little bit about one thing you said, which I think is so important, the vulnerability piece, getting over the fear of yourself, <laughs> which is for real. And I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I'm standing on stage and I said this singing a Celine Dion ballad naked the world. Literally, I'm like, ah, here it is. And I don't know if I can uh-huh. sing. And um, it's, it is a vulnerable feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're an editor. I'm sure you're a writer. You write, right? You are mm-hmm. a writer as well. How, how do you get over that fear? What are some tips that you've personally used? Just don't let anyone stop you. Just believe in yourself. And then know that, especially if something with a book, uh, you're getting that editorial expertise. There are other people on your side to help you feel confident that this is, needs to be out there and that it is the, in the best form that we can get it ready to be in. So you're not alone whenever you publish a book. There's a whole team behind you that, that is confident in your writing and feels, you know, helps you feel supported that that it's ready to go. Totally. And like you said, there's ghostwriters. There's people who are writing coaches. There's writing coaching classes. There's all kinds of resources. Like Google any of those three things and you will find so many people. So many resources out there. So many resources. So I want to see more books out in this world. And I'm, I just have to tell you, it was such a, a wonderful experience. I know a lot of authors have like this horrible relationship with their, you've, I've heard horror stories, but they, you know, they're like, oh, you know, it's just so stressful meeting these deadlines and I'm getting this feedback and, and I got the feedback. Like I need the feedback. We needed that to make the book. Right. But like, it, it was such a magical experience. Good. I felt like I I'm felt, so happy to hear that. Yeah. And I, 
and I want to say that out loud. So somebody listening today, if they have this fear, they can get over it just like I had to, because I can already feel so many doors opening from this book that never existed before and a new energy to me and to my team and like this whole new phase of our business just from having a physical product. We're a service-based business, but having this physical, tangible thing that we will hold in our hands forever, which also is another thing that (laughs) we didn't get into. You will have this thing forever. It can be edited again before it goes to print, but it's pretty much set in stone. Uh, And uh, it's it's there. So that that was the thing I had to get over. But (laughs) y'all, you guided us through that. And it was... Such a wonderful journey. So I'm just thrilled to have the opportunity. And is there, I have to ask you this because we always ask guests on our show, we say the it at Improve It is that thing that you're meant here to do. It's your purpose. What is Tess Newton's it? I guess like we talked about earlier is that helping to build that empathy muscle in others by, you know, putting more books out there, putting more stories, helping other people tell their own stories and and getting them out to the world. So people can learn and, you know, think outside of themselves sometime. Such a beautiful it. And I'm so glad you exist because the world needs you. And we're so grateful for the work you do. Okay, Tess, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, what, how could they do that? Yes, absolutely. So if you have an idea for a book, if you're already ready to go, if you have a manuscript, then Greenleaf is always accepting submissions. You can go to our website, greenleafbookgroup.com slash submissions, and we're ready for you. Um, if you want to learn a little bit more about the publishing industry, Greenleaf has a podcast. It's called Published by Greenleaf Book Group. Um, and it covers every aspect from writing a first draft to marketing and distribution and all that information. And it's not just focused on hybrid publishing. It's everything. Um, similar, we also, our CEO, Tanya Hall, has the book Ideas, Influence, and Income that goes through the ins and outs of all the publishing, everything you need to know there. Uh, if you want to get social, I know we're on TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Greenleaf Book Group. I personally am a bit of a social media grandma, so you might have a hard time finding me, but I am on LinkedIn. Um, and so you can find me there and I'd be happy to connect. I love it. And I can attest, I've read Tanya's book. It's so good. So we'll put all of those links in the show notes for everybody. Tess, you had your first podcast interview. I did. it. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) And thank you for letting me work on your amazing book. I'm so happy I had this experience. Thank you. It was truly a journey and I could not imagine have gone in the road without you. So thank you. (laughs) All right, Tess, improving it forever. Bye. Improve it, peeps. Oh my goodness. That was such a great time. I love Tess and she has been a guiding force for me. And honestly, she is a testament to the relationship you can have a very intimate relationship that you can have with an editor, a publisher. And if you are an aspiring author, what that could look like. She talked a lot about to just go for it, to not hold yourself back. And I know it's easier said than done, but here's your homework. 
If today's episode inspired you, if you have that little idea inside of your brain that you want to bring to fruition, I want you to take one action step towards that to deal towards that goal today. I just messed up my words. One action step towards that goal today. One action step a day for seven days a week is getting you seven steps closer to achieving that goal that you want for yourself, whether it's writing a book, whether it's reaching out to someone who's written a book before to pick their brain, whether it's talking to somebody about a job that they have that you might want, I want you to figure out what that action step is and take an action step towards your future today. I am so proud of you for tuning into this show. You know what I'm going to say. Keep failing, keep improving, because this world needs that special it that only you can bring. I see you, and I'll see you next week because we're launching this book, baby. Bye.